0: All right, I say good morning, (coughs) excuse me, good morning. Let us begin, begin by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Talmud Torah sponsor for the month of Shabbat. Mrs. Selma Wolf for dedicating all the Sherman Rosh this month with immense gratitude for the Rafuos from Hashem and the merit of Rafushim for all of those in need and the Schuss of our brave soldiers and the Schuss of the return of all of our hostages. Our Week of Learning sponsors, Yehuda and Bracha Buchwalter, in memory of Yehuda's father, Asher Buchwalter, on the occasion of his first yard site, and our Dafiomi sponsors, Tusk family in the Swiss for Shalima for Tzvi Menachem ben Chavat Sivya and Menashe and Brocha Ephron in honor of the bris of baby boy Ephron today. Mazel tov to Ben Sion and Ilana Ephron and the entire family and also in memory of Menashe's mother Beatrice Ephron Brena Bas Alter Yirachmiel, whose 11th yard set is this week. He hoped down in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the neshamas will have an aliyah and the families, a nechama, and all of those who need a refresher should have one together with Kol Cholei Son. Of course, we dedicate all of the Masechah's Baba Kama to Master Sergeant Iliyo Michal, Harush Hashem, Mikom Damo, Mayakadosh Baruch Hu grant an aliyah to his neshama and a nechama for his family. Well, see, with that, let us begin. Today's draft is Ayin Hay 75, and we are picking up Emirat Sashem Hashem on Ayin Dalid, at the Mishnah, uh, sorry, at the Gemara. <clears throat> actually, uh, actually, we got a little further, right? We got to two dots. Is that correct, uh, Aceve? Yeah. yeah, excellent. Excellent. We got to the second two dots. So the Gemara, or the first two dots. Gufa. Amrav, Uno, Biknas Modebek Bo, Eden, Remember again, so we've been dealing with a, an interesting concept of Modebek which means that if you are obligated in a KNAS payment, so remember again, the definition or the distinction between KNAS and MAMON is that MAMON is a monetary payment where the payment really matches the, the damage or the responsibility. KNAS is some inflated arbitrary amount. So, for example, I shouldn't say inflated because sometimes it may even be less than the actual value, but it's really not corresponding to the actual damage. So, for example, Arbe vechamisha, right? The idea that you have to pay four times the value of the sheep, five times the value of the cow—that's obviously knas, right? That's not maon; that's a penalty payment. So there's a concept by knas of Moda the knas potter. If you admit that you owe a knas, then ultimately again you're potter. We'll derive actually where we find that from in just a little bit. So this is the interesting case we were dealing with yesterday the Gimara said, was, the statement of Rav, was that if a person is moda b'kinas, and then witnesses come. So let's see, for example, Ruvain shows up and raised there, and Ruvain says, I stole, I stole and slaughtered Shimon's sheep. So now, ultimately, again, Ruvain admitted that he owes four times penalty payment. he owns arba, he's potter, he's potter. What happens if after his admission, witnesses show up? And say and claim, you know, give testimony that he indeed stole and slaughtered. So, Rav said, once you, once you admit that you're Potter, you're Potter. That's it. Even if witnesses subsequently show up, you're still Potter. Okay, so we're going to analyze that. Says Nimr, Esir Rafuna. So, is the of Rafuna. Let's listen to this story. There was a story from Rav Gamliel. He blinded the eye of Tavi, his servant. And I will say. Remember again, this was not done intentionally. it was done accidentally. I will say. Remember again, it's interesting. In Amad Yomi, in Amad Yomi, Monday through Thursday, Monday through Thursday nights, we are learning. So, interestingly enough, just last week we had a beautiful Mishnah about Rabbi Gamliel, or maybe two weeks ago, Rabbi Gamliel and his servant Tavi. About again, Rabbi Gamliel and Tavi passed away. Rabbi Gamliel went ahead; and was mekabel <laughs> tanhumin. He accepted consolation of him, even though Rabbi Gamliel said we don't normally accept consolation for avodim kinanim. Just an interesting idea. So there was unique this. This servant Tavi was a righteous, was a righteous eved. So the story once happened that Rabbi Gamliel. Blinded the eye of Tavi. V'haya sameach Simcha gidola, and Reb Gamliel was so happy, so happy. I was Reb Gamliel, so happy that he blinded us. Have a look at Rashi. V'haya sameach lefisha eved kasher haya. V'haya misavel shachreru sham shachrer avdo avdo over baasei. Both say this is incredible. Rabbi Gamliel had always wanted to emancipate his servants, right? Because Tavi was such a good man. And remember, again, upon emancipation, the Evid becomes a full-fledged Jew. So in general, Rabbi Gamliel always wanted to emancipate his, his eved. What's the problem? The problem is there is an asay. There is a positive commandment to keep your eved as your eved. The Pasik is the Olam Bahem Ta'avodu. You shall go ahead and literally work them, keep them as servants forever. So therefore... Rabbi Gamaliel was in a little bit of a of a, of a halachic a conundrum. On one end, he desperately wanted to free Tavi. On the other hand, he was biblically enjoined from doing so. So therefore, again, when it turned out that he blinded Tavi's eye, unintentionally, he was happy. I mean, sad for Tavi that Tavi lost an eye, but happy that Tavi was finally going to go free. Listen to this. He ran into Rabbi Joshua. Amr lo, Iyat tavi abdi yat Rabbi Gomiel is so happy that he wants to share the news. He tells Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Joshua, don't you know that Tavi, my servant, is going out? He's going to be emancipated. Amr Lama. So Rabbi Yoshua said, Why is Tavi going to be emancipated? Amr leisha samisi eseno. I blinded his eye. I blinded his eye. As a result of a loss of limb, he's going to go free. So, so, so Rabbi Yeshua said to your, 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 your words are meaningless. Your words are meaningless. Because at the end of the day, ultimately again, there's no testimony. There's no witnesses. So the Gemara says, So, we'll say, so the point that Rabbi Yeshua is making to is your testimony by itself doesn't do anything. Remember, Rabbi said the concept that an Evid goes free upon the loss of a limb is a knas. So now you have Rabbi Gamliel going ahead and saying, "I blinded my eved." So ultimately, again, that's Mode Biknas potter. That's Mode Biknas potter. Now, what's interesting is Rabbi Yeshua said to him, "You don't have witnesses." Now, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? I we'll what you do see from here is that what? If there were witnesses, Rabbi Gamliel would have been chayif. In other words, I we'll say, so what do you see from here? Even Rabbi Gamliel was admitting that he blinded Tavi. so he was Moda Biknas, and Moda Biknas is potter. Rabbi Yeshua is saying that if witnesses would have shown up afterwards and corroborated that indeed Rabbi Gamliel, that Rabbi Gamliel had blinded Tavi, that ultimately, again, Tavi would have gone free. So what do you see from here? What do you see from here? V'shamina, Moda but mostly you see from here that's what, that if you admit a penalty payment, and then afterwards witnesses come along and testify to this same thing, that haloch you're So we'll say that contradicts what Rav said before, because beforehand Rav said, that if you admit a penalty payment, right, you're and then witnesses come and say that in fact you committed this infraction, you're I'm sorry, you're pater, you're that was Rav. Now, based on what we're seeing from the Yoshua, we see that you're So, what's going on over here? So, the says, This is fascinating. Imara says, No, 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 this case is different. When we say Modebekinas Pater, Modebekinas is only Pater when? When the admission is done in the presence of Bezdin. So, it's interesting, I don't think we ever spoke out this fact before. Only if the admission is done in the presence of Baisdin are you potter. But if you stam admit to knas, that does not exempt you. So when Rabbi Gamliel said, I blinded Tavi, ultimately again, so remember he made this admission outside of Baisdin. Therefore again, the admission was halachically meaningless. And therefore Rabbi Shoh told him, you know, if witnesses were to come and to indeed testify to this, you would you will be chayyiv. So, what the Gemara says, the Lob of basin, or the Aiv HaBezen Hava. What I say, Rabbi Yoshua was the Av So, we'll say, if Rabbi Gamliel is talking to Rabbi Yoshua, who's in charge of the Bezen, the Gemara kind of presupposes that this exchange is happening in Bezen itself, top of Ayin Hay 75a, Shalob of Havakai. No, they were having this conversation, but what? It wasn't in Bezen. It wasn't in Bezen. So, therefore. Pre- I'm sorry? Tavi Tavi is, Tavi, no, Tavi is not necessarily going to be free. That's the point. In other words, when we say Mode b'knas patr, the knas says that the evet goes free. If Rabbi Gamaliel is coming along and saying that ultimately I blinded Tavi, he's being Mode b'knas. If he's Mode b'knas, he's patr. Patr means Tavi doesn't go free, which essentially means, what does it mean, Mode b'knas patr? What does that mean, moda Biknas patr? What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that when someone emits a penalty, what's our reaction to that? What's our reaction? We ignore it. We ignore it. It's, it's as if no statement was made. So when Galil comes along and says that I blinded my servant, Tavi, your of b'knas, we ignore that. We ignore that. That's why Rabbi Yoshua said, listen, you know, your statement by itself would be meaningless. If there were witnesses to corroborate, to corroborate that, then we would listen to that. We would listen to that. But in the absence of witnesses, ultimately, again, the statement is meaningless. So we'll say, the statement is tanya." I but we learned in the Brisa Amar Lo in Bidvarecha Klum Shekvar Hodisa. I Rabbi Moshe, the Brisa says your words are meaningless because you already admitted my love Tanoihi. So we'll say, is this whole thing not a makhluk as yes, Tanoiim? Here we go. High Tana do Amar Shekvar in Lucha The the opinion that says that you don't have witnesses. Savar Modeh Biknas viacher kach ba Chayiv. That opinion holds. Rabbi that in general when you're Modeh Biknas, right, you're Potter. And if witnesses subsequently come along and corroborate the claim, you will be chayev. and the opinion that says, well, you already admitted the claim, savar potter. Ultimately, again, he holds that if you're modibiknas, if you're modibiknas, ultimately, again, and afterwards, you would be potter. Okay? So suggesting maybe this whole thing is a So remember again, let's go with what we know. What we know is that moda b'kanas is potter, right? And that, and that seemingly everyone is agreeing with right now. You owe a financial penalty amount, you admit that you owe it, you will be potter. What's the machlokes? The machlokes is afterwards witnesses come and testify about that very event that you went ahead and admitted. So the shaila is, does the testimony of witnesses kind of now make you chaif? Right? In other words, we, we, we to a certain degree ignore your hodaah, or no, once you admit your Knaas, the Knaas is kind of off the table. And therefore, even if witnesses subsequently come, we simply do not pay heed to their words. To which the says, Everyone agrees that if you're the B'Knaas and afterwards Edim come, you're going to be potter. So what's the Gmar says? So, we'll so we'll say, here's the machlokis says, the opinion that read the exchange between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel, as Rabbi Yeshua is saying that you don't have witnesses, he holds he that the whole reason why Rabbi Gamliel's Hodaah was meaningless was because it was made outside of Beisden. In other words, in order for there to be a moda v'kanas potter, the hodah, the admission, has to be made in it, Beisden itself. And in this story over here, Rabbi Gamliel runs in Rabbi Yeshua outside of Bezdin, the hach and the opinion that says, oh no, you already admitted, Savar Be in Hava. He holds that ultimately the admission was done in Bezdin. Okay, so I will say, so, so essentially, we're left with a machlokas. Left with a machlokas. We have Rav telling us. <laughs> That pater knas vi is putter. If you admit that you owe penalty payment, even if witnesses subsequently come along and testify about that very event, once you admit the knas, you are puter going for. But clearly, there is an opposing view that says knas is going to be chayiv. So let's continue in this journey. Itmar knas So we'll see. Here we have it. So if you admit a knas. And afterwards, witnesses come along and testify about that very event. Rav Amar Pater. Rav says that you are Potter. Ushmul Shmuel Amar Chaiv. Shmuel says ultimately again that you're going to be Chaiv. Amar Rav, Bari Loy. My time is the Rav. Why does Rav say that you're Potter? So the Mara says, I'll tell you why. Im so himat we'll say be'edim, timat say be'dayanim. So the Pasek talks about Im he say, timat It's talking about the obligation to pay Keifel. Now Keifel... Right, double payment for Geneva is like the paradigmatic example of, of a knas. Right, there's no, there's no like rhyme or reason for it. It's a penalty. It's a penalty. So the pasuk used lush up imimotse timatse, a double lashon. So Rav Darshans imimotse beedim, if the claim is proven through witnesses, then timotse beidayanin. Then ultimately again, judges will have the ability to extract the money. Prat lemarshia es atzmo. This comes to a good which case. A person who self incriminates. Right? The person who goes ahead and obligates himself to the knas, or as Modebe knas. I, the Gemara says, Lamali, why do I need this whole drasha? Me asher nafka. I could we'll say from another puzzle, of Asher, yar, asher But so We had this earlier. To which the Gemara says, El amina, vi bo edim, So what you have to say ultimately again is that halochal maisa. <laughs> the Pasik of Me'a Sheri is going to be used for a different Joshua, which we'll discuss in just a moment. But the concept of Moda Bekenas Potter is learned out from the Pasik of Him. And the way Rav Darshin's it is, Im Himotse be'edim, right? Ultimately, again, if the claim is proven through witnesses, Timotse, then ultimately the penalty will be imposed through judges. Through judges. But if you admit the penalty yourself, then you will not be chayiv. Incredible. Shmuel, Shmuel says No, no, no. So he must say. He must Is there to teach me about the obligation that a ganav has to kefil? Rashi says over here. bayle It's in the third short line in Rashi. So Remember, Shmuel says like this. The Teaches me the concept of Kefal by Okay? Okay? the am says, I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. i remember again, was used by Tana deVeichiske to teach me the liability of a shomer to kefo Right? If I deposited an object with Reuven, Reuven claims it was lost or stolen, and it turns out that Reuven himself stole it. That Ruvain's chayiv. Reuven's chayiv kefo So that's learned so now from the pasuk of uh, Sharia Yashion, and therefore he must say he necessary for kefo for the God of himself. Okay. So we'll say so. Bottom line. Bottom line. We have this machlok is Rav and Shmuel. Rav saying mote bekenasvi acher bo ba'edim is potter. And Shmuel saying, Modabiknas vi akarkah bo eidim ischaiv. Case Darmach Lokis. Say say Rav the Shmuel. So Rav raised the cash of the Shmuel. Ruh is interesting case. Ra Eidim Shemamashma Shim Ubaim. But said, watch this case. This is fascinating. Ruvain stole an object from Shimon. Okay? Ruvain sees witnesses coming to Basin, the direction of Basin. Now, Ruvain knows that those witnesses saw him steal. So Ruvain Khapsraini says, Vaamar, Ganavti Right? So Rubin says, you know what? I stole it. I did it. I did it. I stole it. But I didn't slaughter it or sell it. So what's In a in ella kerem. Excuse me. So again, now he's, he's telling the truth actually about the second part. He did it. He didn't sell it or slaughter it. it? But he stole it. So what does Rubin do? Rubin's a smart guy. What is he doing? He's uh, cutting his losses. He recognizes that he's about to be outed in Bezdin. Mm-hmm by By Aiden. so he figures, you know what, let me admit at least that I, that I, that I stole, because if witnesses come, and they testify about all of this, then what, then I'm be Chaif But at least if I admit it myself, I'm only Chaif Karen. You know, it says it works. It works. But you know, there's, there's a beautiful Musa Haskel in this. Why, why, why does it work? Because at the end of the day, Shuvah works, even if it's not pure, and even if it's not good, and even if it's not motivated by the right reasons. The so, always appreciates a Baal Tshuva. Halacha always appreciates the Baal Tshubba, even the most insincere Baal Tshubba. So Reuven, it's not the Peshat that Reuven has this epiphany that he wants to live life differently or be a better person. He just recognizes that literally the them are making a beeline for, for, for the Beisins. He admits his liability and finally exempts himself from the Knaas. Amr leis, the says, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? This what apparently would say about say, Now, if you continue this case, the logical conclusion would be that even if witnesses were to continue on to Beisdin and testify, what well, would be the halacha? Reuven would still be potter from the Keifah, which shows you what? Mo'dah Biknas, the acher Kach Bo Edim, is potter. It's potter. So I we'll say this supports Rav, is the Kashan Shmuel. So I'm Shmuel could respond. I ask, you know, what's the case over here? Kigon shechazu Edim Rehem. Uh, so I would say it could very well be that the case in question is after the witnesses see that Reuven admitted it, the witnesses never bother testifying in Basin, right? They just they just turn around, or for some other reason, they just turn around. So this could very well be a case of where there was never any testimony after the admission. Obviously, everyone agrees if there's no testimony after the admission, then what is this? Then what is this? This is just a regular case of mota bekenas So it was I vahami the tani sefa. But look at the end. What does the end say? Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, Omer, yavo edim via idu. Yet Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Shimon says, let the witnesses come and testify. Michlad the tanakama, the tanakama saver. Lo. So you can infer from here. That's what that halacha means. The tanakama, the tanakama holds that ultimately, again, that the, even if the witnesses came and ultimately gave testimony, that ultimately the kind of wouldn't be Amr leShmuel latika Rabbi Loza bar Rabbi Shimon dekayikavasi. So Shmuel says, "Look, I'll be the first to admit that this is a machlokas, but there is Rabbi Loza Shimon who holds like me. Ona da amri Rabbi Loza I hold like Rabbi Loza Shimon. So again, so a. I was say Shmuel could admit defeat in this case, recognizing it as there's different opinions. So again, this particular price, this particular case." Absolutely contradicts my position, but my position is also corroborated through other opinions as well. Incredible. So the Shmuel Vaday Tanohi. Was according to Shmuel, this idea or this machlokes of moda Beknas, bi bo edin chayiv or potter is certainly a machlokes tanoim. L'rav, mi lema tanohi, but according to rav is it a machlokes tanoim. So Rav says, the truth is, I could align my pain even with Rabullah Rabbi Shimon. How so? Ad Modi be Susa de say up until that point Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon only holds his position. Why? Because in the case of the Edim are approaching, why is Ruven admitting his guilt at a fear of the witnesses? Out a fear of the witness of the but over here that ultimately again he is admitting on his own, I feel even Rabbi Lazar, even Rabbi Lazar Rabbi would agree that a that a pure hodah, a pure, a pure admission ultimately absolves the person of the knas even if witnesses subsequently come. so we'll say so again. So bottom line, what what, what are we left with over here? We are still left with a our, our fundamental machlokas Again, what does everybody agree with? Mode Potter. What's the Machlokas case? Moda Biknas, Ruvain admits that he stole from Shimon. And then Acherkah Bo Edim, Then witnesses came and testified that Ruvain, that Ruvain stole from Shimon. So ultimately is Ruvain Khayev Kaifal or not? Mahlokes, Rav and Shmuel. Give okay, that Mahlokes still stands. I will say now we come to a tremendous, a tremendous piece of a tremendous qualifier. Amr um, Rafahnouna. Rafahnouna says, Mistabra to Rav. Rav's position that Mota B'Kenas V'yachar Bo Edim is Potter only applies in the following scenario. But Omer Ganafti Ubo Edim Shaganov Potter Shaharichayiv Atzmo B'Karen. Listen to this, what I'm going to say, let me read the whole thing. All right, so now, let's let's take this apart. So comes Rav Hamluna, and Rav Hamluna gives a very important qualifier to the position of Rav. Even Rav who holds that, the only holds that when, when Reuven admits, Reuven says like this, I admit that I stole, I admit that I stole. Ultimately, again, and then witnesses come and testify that Ruvain stole from Shimon. Okay, so then the position of Rav is what is Ruvain going to be What is Ruvain going to be, chayif? be chayif? Karen. And that's it. It's Pater from Kepha. Watch this, say, What happens if Ruvain said, you know what? I didn't do anything. I didn't steal. I didn't go ahead and do... I didn't do anything. And then what happens, say, Witnesses come along and they testified that Reuven stole. And after they give that testimony, Reuven says, you know what? I also sold and slaughtered it. Slaughtered and sold it. So also, Rav Hamluna says, in that case, Ruven is not potter from the Knast. Right? I must said, this is fascinating. The concept of what Rav Hamluna is suggesting is, modeb the Knast potter only applies in a situation where through your admission, you obligate yourself to something, and also exempt yourself from something else. But if your admission only serves to exempt you, but doesn't obligate you in anything, then that admission is meaningless. Say, isn't that fascinating? And really what it is, is it's implicit in the word hoda, right? What does hodah mean, right? What is, it? admission means what? Admission, admission, by definition, carries with it at some level. I say, you know, I'll give you a Mosh DeVadona. We'll say, you ever receive an apology from someone when they say, "I'm sorry if something I did hurt your feelings," right? I remember, like, right? What's generally your reaction to an apology like that? Right? That—that's nothing. That's nothing. Why? You're not owning what you did. I think many of us have actually done that a number of times as well, right? Right? Because again, I might feel in my heart like I didn't do anything to you. Come on, grow up. Like it's nothing. But again, I'm sorry if something I did hurt your feelings. There's no hoda in there. Right? There's no because the, essentially implicit in that statement is you're probably overreacting or being too sensitive, so I'm sorry you're so sensitive and such a baby, right? I'm sorry, right? That you are such a baby, right? Yeah. So, so, so again, so when there's no hodah, there's no skin in the game. So this is actually happens. Sufa so says the kind of the mode that the knas, Pacha means through your hoda, you obligate yourself in something. So therefore, this is a meaningful admission. Because it's a meaningful admission, will exempt you from the knas. So therefore, again, when Ruvain admits, when Reuven admits that he stole from Shimon, and then witnesses show up and say, "Yeah, Ruvain stole from Shimon." Okay, because you obligated yourself in the karen, you're going to be potter from Kefo. But if witnesses show up and said to Ruvain, Ruvain, I'm sorry, witnesses show up to, and they say witnesses show up and they say, Ruben stole from Shimon, and then afterwards Ruvain says, "Yes, and I also sold it and slaughtered and sold it." So Ruvain's is very proud of himself because now modes of the kenas, right? He just admitted what he did, and he should be potter again, either three well, two or three times, right, additional building on the KFO no? that doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Because at the end of the day, his hodah, his admission, ultimately, again, doesn't, doesn't obligate himself in anything. So because of that, haloch ha it's not a valid admission. Incredible, incredible. So he goes right to Amar Rava. so what says this? So Rava comes along and he says, So ultimately, again, I have a way to refute the position of Rav Hamluna. I will say, again, Rabbi Gamliel, when Rabbi Gamliel made his statement, right? Rabbi Gamliel was trying to exempt himself from everything. Rabbi, I will say, when Rabbi Gamliel said that I knocked out the eye of Tavi, my servant. What was Rabbi Gamliel obligating himself in? What was he obligating himself in? But, there, but there's no actual financial liability incurred. And I was going to say, he loses an asset but he did not have to pay anything. It was not money out of his pocket. Yet again, yet again, the Hav is that the mission would work to free him from the penalty. So, we'll say, so what do you see from here? You see from here that Moda B'Kanas, even if it doesn't hit you in the wallet, should still ultimately work. So the Gemara says, yet again, rev chis and ultimately never answered him back. It'mar amra Ganafti, listen to this. Ganafti. Ruben says I stole. Uba Eidim. Uba Shaganov. Right. So ultimately again, so Reb so says so, right? Ruben stole Ruben stole from Shimon and Ruben admits that he stole. Then afterwards, Ubah Idim Shaganov and the witnesses came. To go ahead and testify that Ruven stole from Shimon Potter, ultimately Ruven's Potter from KFOI She Because ultimately again he has absolved himself of Karen, because again he's obligated himself in Karen. Ava Omar Loganov, Ubaidim, but I will say, if the witnesses came along and testified that he stole, he didn't admit it. And then after witnesses testified that he stole, Ruven said, I but I slaughtered and sold it. What's that if he cannot exempt himself. Why? Because we we'll are say in that case, his hoda is meaningless because, again, a hoda that ultimately, again, doesn't obligate you in anything is not a proper hodah. Amr Rashi says, Masnisin Ashi says, Our Mishnah and the Bresa also support this idea of Rav Yuna. So Amr Ashi says, So what did we see in our Mishnah? quoting we'll our Mishnah. If Ruven stole... Right, based on the testimony of two witnesses, and he s- slaughtered and sold it based on an eight Echad, or even based on his own admission, Meshaleim Tashlumei Keifel, he pays Keifel, Ve'einu Meshayim Tashlumei Arba Vechamisha, but he doesn't pay the four and five time penalty payments. Gmar says, li detani ganav api why do you have to bring up the case, ultimately again, where he's stealing based on the testimony of two witnesses, Lisni ganav umachar api eight Echad, o api asmo, e'inu Meshaleim Ela Keren, Instead, list the following case. List that if Ruvayin stole based on the Eid Echad, or based on his own Im- admission, he only pays the Karen. Right? Because that'd be a case of Moab, the Bikinaz Potter, Amadei's Ella, Lav, Hakam Hashmalon. Rather, they we'll say, what is the Mishnah coming to teach us? How Hashmalon, Gana va'a Pishnai, B'tava khumachra, P'echad. Gana va'a that if he stole based on the testimony of two witnesses, right, and, and, and he slaughtered and sold based on the testimony of one witness, or through his own admission, That's when he would not be obligating himself in Keren. And therefore, because of that, ultimately, again, I will say, same idea. Because there was no valid admission on his part, and no liability through his admission, therefore he can't exempt himself from the Kness. So the Gemara says, That's, this is the case where we would compare ultimately his own admission to the case ultimately of an Eid Echad. Ma'api Eid Echad? Just like when it comes to an Eid Echad, ki osi Eid Echad m'starif p'hadeh mechaiv. Eid Echad. Remember again, if an Eid Echad shows up in Bezina and gives testimony, that testimony obviously is meaningless. But if an Eid Echad shows up in Bezina and then what? Another Eid is m'starif with him, that works. So the Gemara says, therefore, nami. so so to say, also an admission could admission by the thief could work the same way. How so? Ki asu eidin mechayiv. But we'll say, even if a person admits something, if witnesses subsequently come along, he'll be chayiv. We'll say, now when is that? When will he be chayiv? That will be chayiv. Remember again, if his hoda does not does not. Does not by definition incur some personal liability. So but again, but ultimately again if Rubain stole, slaughtered, sold based on the testimony of an Edaqhar, or through his own admission, where he has obligated himself in the principle, de In that case of Osei, we would not say that his own admission ultimately is like the presence of one witness, meaning that Even though by the presence of one witness, if another witness showed up, it would ultimately make it into a fit testimonial unit. By his own admission, if witnesses were to show up afterwards, he would be pater. So I'll say, all the Gemara was doing with that was showing from our Mishnah, backing up the assertion of Rav Hamnuna, that the concept of Moda Biknas pater only applies where your Hoda creates the assumption of some level of liability. But if your hoda just serves to totally exempt you from everything, then ultimately even Rab Ra- will agree that you are potter. So therefore, again, I'll say one more time, just to give you the illustration of it. So if Reuven admits that he stole the sheep, and then and then ultimately again witnesses show up and say Reuven stole the sheep from Shimon, then ultimately again can ask potter. Why? Because through his hoda, he has assumed responsibility for the karen. So therefore, again, that's the case where then he's going to be exempt from the keifah. But if Ruben stole from Shimon, witnesses showed up and said Ruben is stole from Shimon, and Ruben says, "Yeah, and, and I slaughtered and sold." So therefore, I will say he won't be potter. Why won't he be potter? Because that admission doesn't assume, doesn't create any liability for him. I mean, the liability it creates is that now he's a thief, but it doesn't create any financial liability. And because of that, ultimately, again, you can't apply the concept of the biknas potter." So therefore, I will say we just want, So therefore, we just prove that assertion from the Mishnah. B'raisa, huh? we can also pull from the B'raisa, the sanya, So this is our case, of so Ruben stole from Shemin, and what happened? Ruvayn sees witnesses that are getting ready to come to Beisden. Ruvayn's fearful that they're going to out him. So what does he do? Right? So Ruven comes along, Ruven walks into Beisden and says, I did it, I did it, I stole, I stole, but good news and bad news. The bad news is I stole. The good news is I did not slaughter or sell the animal. So what's tadal fine? That's modeh Nas potter. So the gemara says inum shalim karen. Ultimately, again, all he has to pay is karen. That's a case of modeh Nas potter. I says the gemara l'malila misna va'amar ganafti v'lo macharti v'lo tavakti v'lo macharti. I'll say first wide line of Amud Beis. Why why does why does Reuven have to say? I stole, but I didn't, I didn't slaughter it and sell it. In other words, what's that? What's, what? I, don't I understand what it means when he says, I stole. That's the motive of ask Potter. But what does it mean ultimately when he says, I didn't slaughter it and sell it? What's that? So, nisni, o ganafti, o, o tavachti, umacharti. So, we're going to both say, why not, just go ahead, why not just go ahead and set it up as an either or case? In other words, set it up as two different cases. Either, again, where Ruben walks into the basin and he says, I stole. Right, he's admitting that he stole, or that he walks into the basin claiming, admitting that he slaughtered and sold. Why not set it up like that? We'll say, why doesn't the bride set up like that? Now it makes sense. So we'll say, it makes a lot of sense. The reason why ultimately, again, he is Potter from Kefah, in this case, is why we'll say, because by claiming Ganafti, by admitting that he stole, what did he do? He obligated himself in Kerem. Because he obligated himself in Karen, that's when we can say Modi Bikanas Potter. That's when he can exempt himself ultimately again from the Kefal. Aval Omar But we'll say if Ruvain remains, you know, Firm in his claim that he did not steal anything. Uba and witnesses then showed up and said, You did steal the Chazer And Ruvain trying to cut his losses. You know, now again I will say, now remember after witnesses go ahead and claim that he stole Obviously, Ruvain's admission that he stole would be meaningless, right? Because witnesses already proved it. So, what does Ruvain think what can I do? I could admit that I slaughtered or sold it. And then what happens? And ultimately, again, then witnesses showed up and said that he slaughtered it and sold it. The Lochayr Atzimobakeren, where both say Ruvain's admission did not obligate himself in anything. Ultimately, he's going to have to pay the Arba Vechamisha. What do you see from here? You see from here that an addition regarding slaughtering and selling, ultimately again, is not a proper hoda in halacha. So, say, so ultimately again, the Bresa and the Mishnah, both proving the same concept of Rav Hamnuna. All of this is Rav Hamnuna's, Rav Hamnuna's nuanced detail in the position of Rav. According to Rav, who says, moda b'knas potter. Actually, the truth is, it's really not just in Rav, it's really according to everyone, but he, interestingly enough, he's framing it. Mista, no, the way Rav frames it is, mistabra milseid the Rav, because Rav holds, moda b'knas is potter all the time. Rav, even if Rav holds, even if witnesses subsequently show up in still still moda b'knas is going to be potter. Rav Hamluna says, just to be clear, moda b'knas is only potter in a situation where your hodah, your admission, makes you liable for something, right? That's what an admission is. You have skin in the game. But when your admission exempts you from everything, then ultimately, again, you are not potter. So now i say all we've done in the Gemara is we've proven this assertion, both from our Mishnah and from the Brai's Mansion of Amun Aleph, to which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, lo, maybe not. He gufa kamash malon, since ultimately, again, in the Brice's case, Ruven admitted that I stole. Even though initially he said, I did not go ahead and slaughter and steal. Then witnesses came that he slaughtered and stole Potter. Ultimately, is the Why? My timer. Oh, am So we'll say, So this is actually an interesting idea. It so just suggests maybe the Bryce's proof is not a good proof. We'll say it could very well be in a case like this. Watch this. It's actually very interesting that that in a case ultimately again, where in a case where halacha lemaisa that that where Reuven says ganafti, Reuven says ganafti. Right? And then witnesses come, right? So he admits that he stole, right? So Potter. So ultimately, again, even if, let, if, let's say he said, I did not slaughter or steal. Then witnesses show up and say, you did slaughter and steal, that Ruben would not be chayev. Why wouldn't you then be is actually quite fascinating. Why wouldn't it be chayev? It's a technicality. What's the technicality? Abba v'chamisha is built on, is built on, kephel. So therefore, you know, say it could very well be that in a case where there's no kephel, there's obviously not going to be Abba the Hamisha as well, which is logical. So therefore, just an interesting nuanced idea that if Reuven comes along and Reuven says, I admit that I stole, but I didn't slaughter and steal. I didn't slaughter and sell. And then witnesses show up and say that Reuven did slaughter and sell. Maybe what the price is teaching me is Reuven will not be haif because since to his admission, he's part of from Kephah, and Keifel serves as the first two payments of arba v'chamisha. If you're Pata from Keifel, you can't be in arba v'chamisha. Okay, interesting idea. Hold it. Hold it in the back. You we might we' well see what we do with that. So, so the truth is, maybe this point of Rav Hamnuna, about whether or not a hoda requires you to make yourself liable for something in order to pat you from the knas. maybe this is a machlok yes tanoi. Here we go. So the Gemara says, or, or I should say, I say it to Fatim. Let me take that back. Rashi says, the mm-hmm. Leme over here is, it does a Hoda of Tvicha. Look at Rashi. It's actually the first, last wide line Rashi. Leme Ketanai, Hoda te Tvicha, Ihoda avye below Hoda de Geneva, Tolomechayev as on the Karen, Lepotro, Imbo e Dimolo. So we'll say, here's the Shayla. Here's the Shaila. Ultimately, again, if you admit that you slaughtered and sold, right, but you did not admit the theft. So, this is the case we were just mentioning before. Ruvain did not admit that he stole. Witnesses came along and ultimately, again, made him chayiv for vergneva. Then Ruvain admitted that he slaughtered and sold. So, Rav Hamnuna was saying about Rav Hamnuna says that admission doesn't work. Why doesn't that admission work? Why doesn't it work? Because halacha l'maisa, you haven't made yourself liable in anything. So because you have made yourself liable in anything, therefore you can't say "moda bekinas pater." So the Gemara suggests, maybe this whole thing is a machlokes tenaim. Here we go. So listen, I watch this. If there are two people testifying that ultimately Reuven stole, and two witnesses testifying that Reuven went ahead and slaughtered it and sold it. So we'll say if the witnesses that were giving testimony about the gneva were made into zomim, so ultimately edus shabbat lamitzas abat lakula. So we'll say in that case again the whole testimony falls apart, right? Because remember again, without testimony about the gneva, there is no tzedicha or mechira. So we're talking about here two sets that we saw this in yesterday's daf, two sets of witnesses, right? Set one testify about the fact that Reuben stole from Shimon. Set two testify about the fact that Reuben slaughtered and sold. If set one who testified about the geneva. Ultimately again, are made into evil zomemim. Then halacha lemaisah, so the whole testimony falls apart. Okay, What happens if we'll say if the witnesses who testified about the theft are totally good kasha? Who becomes who becomes? Excuse me. Who be, sorry? So ultimately again, We'll say what happens if the witnesses who give testimony about the slaughter and selling. They are the ones ultimately again who become Edim Zamin. So what's the halocha? Humishan Tashume Khaba. So Moses is has to pay Kaffel. Right? Ruvain has to pay Kaifel. Right? Why does Ruvain have to pay Kaifel? Because the lights of his witnesses that corroborate the fact that he stole. Okay. The Hain, in Tashlume Shlosha. Well let's say interestingly enough, the witnesses, the second witness is about the Tvikum Mechira, they're going to pay the two and three times. In other words, whatever is above the kefal to get you to the arba v'chamisha. Fine. So then there's Mishum Sumcha i was supposed to say, so that, that actually we saw this yesterday. Mishum Sumcha but Sumcha said, "Hey, Mishal tashlume kefal, Vuhu Mishalim tashlume shloh shalapar, Ushnaim Ayo. So Sumcha says, Sumcha says the witnesses will pay kefal, and ultimately again, He, Reuven, will pay Shlosha, right? Shlosha or Shnaim, whatever you need to get to which is the remaining amount. So the says, what are you referring to? Ahia, which case are you referring to? Ahia Kai. Ahia Kai Sumchus. To what case is Sumchus referring to? Well, say, now remember again, two cases in the Brahisa. Case number one, will say the common between two cases is both cases have two sets of witnesses testifying against Ruben. Set one <laughs> testifies that Ruben stole, set two testifies that Reuben slaughtered and sold. In case number one of in case number one, so ultimately again, it's the witnesses who testify about the theft that become edim zomim. What happens in that case when first set of witnesses become edim zomim? What happens? Whole thing falls apart. In case two, in ca- and therefore again, I say when that happens, there's no liability for, for anything. Words, I take that back. They're to, there are, there are, the first set of witnesses ultimately will pay Keifel, because that's what they sought to impose. In case number two, the second set of witnesses, the witnesses on the Tadichu Mechira, they are the ones who become Edim Zolman. So therefore, again, those witnesses are going to have to pay the three times amount, three times amount, and Ruben is going to have to pay the Keifel. Sumchus comes along and says, Sumchus comes along and says, really the witnesses should pay Keifel, and Ruben should have to pay the, the extra two or three times. He says, Sumchas, what case are you referring to? If you want to say it's the first case, that can't be. Because what's we'll in the first case is where the witnesses on the theft are the ones who became Eidim Zomamin. Remember, again, I will say that's the case. So, less the Sumchas, Eidim Shabbatim is also say, Even Sumchas will agree that if the witnesses who testify about the theft become Eidim Zomamin, then what I say? It goes without saying that the entire testimony falls apart. The Ela Assefa. Rather, it must be the second case. I was saying, remember, in the second case is where the second set of witnesses who testify about the Tvich and Mechira, they are the ones who become the Edim zonamin. So the Torah says, if it's the Seifa, Shapir Ka'amri Rabbanon. Then I will say, ultimately, again, the Rabbanon's position makes sense. Ruven will pay Kepha, because remember, again, this proper testimony that he stole. And ultimately, the witnesses who testified about Tvich and Mechira, they sought to make Ruben Chayif another two or three times. That's the amount they should have to pay. So what's going on? So how can you reverse that? Rather, I will say it must be that there is another. There must be another case or another situation kind of embedded in all of this. Kigon the Asu trade. I will say it must be that what? It must be that two witnesses showed up and they said Amrlei Ganafta. Right, so we'll say there must be another case that's not written out explicitly that Sumchus is commenting on. What's this other case? Here we go. We'll it's almost like a Chisuri Mechserah type of answer the is giving. What's the other case? Listen to this, it's fascinating. we we'll say the case is, Asu Beitrei, Ganafta. Ultimately, again, two witnesses showed up. They say, Ruben, you stole. So we we'll say, so they're showing up in basin and they're testifying that Ruben stole. in Ganafti, Utevachti, Umacharti. Oh, okay. So that was, we'll say, admits it. Now, I remember again, his admission for the theft, is that going to help him or not? Is it going to help him? No, why not? Why not? Witnesses already testified, right? Remember again, Mode the pots Potter only works when you are the first one who makes the Bezdin aware of your infraction. So in this case over here, right, Ruven is brought to Bezdin. Witnesses say, We saw you stole. Ruven says, Yes, I stole, I stole, but and I also slaughtered and sold, right? Mihu, so listen to this. <laughs> so I'll say, okay, now, th- this is going to throw a wrinkle. into the- This is actually a fascinating case. So watch this, so I'll say, watch what's happening over here. Really, really exciting. So I'll say, so watch this. Get ready. We're going to start now. I don't say, so now, right, so, so now, Ru- right, Ruben, Ruben is in Beijing. Witnesses shod. Witnesses say, Ruben, you stole. Okay, par- that's part one. Part two, Ruben says, yes, I did it. And I also slaughtered and sold. That's part two. Part three. Right? Bamshal. Bamshal. Reuven says, but you didn't see me steal. You guys are lying. I, I'm, I'm admitting that I stole, but you guys did not see it. You're, you're not the witnesses who sold it, right? So, Miu, lo I did not steal in your presence. You see what's happening over here? So, witnesses are the ones that started this process. Witnesses are the ones that got Reuven to admit. So, Reuven admitted the theft. He admitted that he slaughtered and sold. And now, Ruven saying to the witnesses, but you guys didn't see me do it. You're lying about, I'm admitting that I did it, but you're lying that you saw me do it. Watch this. Wow, watch this, watch this. So now, now another set of witnesses. Set two, come along. And they say, set one, you cannot have seen Ruven steal the item. Why not? You are with us. You're with us. I was saying this is exciting. This is like reality, reality TV, okay, right? This is better. You should pay for this, right? So I say, so the so so, so so now what happens? So set number two come along and indeed make set number one a right? dimzomamin, So says, now okay, watch this. Gets better. is Then the Balabai Shimon, who owns the stolen object, he brought witnesses. Vasi Hidu be te ganav Tavar and the will say, so now, the will say, there's a third set of witnesses. Third set of witnesses brought by Shimon, the Balabas that indeed, Ruvain stole, slaughtered, and sold. The boss will say, so again, now let's put the case, one more time, let's put the case together. Set one of witnesses, bring Ruvain to base. And they say, Ruvain, you stole the object. Ruvain says, "Yes, I stole, and I also slaughtered and sold." And then Ruvain says, "Shocking revelation." Ruvain says, "Witnesses, you guys along, you didn't see me." Second set of witnesses come along and indeed prove, make the first set of witnesses, in Zomen. they did not see Ruvain steal the item. Falavayas Shimon, owner of the object, then brings a third set of witnesses. The third set of witnesses testify that what that Ruvain stole, slaughtered, and sold. Here's our case. So let's see now, what's our Shiloh? What's our Shiloh? The Yamar says, "U'bhal das u'mechira So, as so I now, at play over here, at play over here is whether, what is the status of Reuven's admission about the slora on death? Now, I will say here is what's interesting. It appears based on the conversation over here that halachah l'ma'isa, everyone is going to take it for granted that Reuven did not exempt. It was like you can make the argument that's what, since it turns out that the initial set of witnesses were eidim Zomamin, Maybe Reuven's admission is a case of Moda Moshe David Hatzlacha. right? Maybe ultimately, again, you could see you could see that maybe his, his initial admission was indeed a Moda Biknas pata case. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. So Rabbeinu says that's the havamin you know over here. The doesn't seem to entertain that possibility. Why? It's not a hoda. Why is he not a hoda? Why is he not a hoda? Because halacha la'maisa Reuven didn't admit of his own volition. Why did he admit? Because witnesses made him chayev in court. Even though it turns out that the witness is lying, but Lamai said the admission was not of Reuven's own volition. So the Shaila of says, what about his admission regarding regarding the tviha and mechira? The Rabbanon Savri da machmas edim kamoda hoda de hoda The Rabbanon will say that even though the admission regarding the theft ultimately again was motivated through edim, was motivated through edim. Nevertheless, the Rabbanon hold that the admission regarding the Tvicha and Mechira is a proper huda, and therefore again, he's going to be patar on the additional two or three times payment. sabar, sumcha says absolutely not, Kevan da hoda d'gneva machmas and Rabba said that Rabbanan's logic is because at the end of the day, as much as it was motivated by idim, it wasn't motivated by bona fide idim. Turns out to be idim zomamin. And therefore again, his admission ultimately again by Tvich and Mechira will be valid Sumchaur, Sumchas, Kavan the Hoda, the Gneva Machmas, who De Kamoda, the Tvika La Kamoda, the Tvika Lav Hodda. Sumchus will say that since at the end of the day his Hoda regarding Gnevah was not a proper hodal, therefore Allah Mesa Allah Misa ultimately again his 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 huda regarding Tvika is also not a proper oda. I'm going to stop over here for today. I'm going to stop kind of like in the middle of this case. We'll pick up with this case in tomorrow. tomorrow. I just want to point out kind of what our outstanding issues are. Outstanding issue number one is our machlokis Rab Shmuel. of the Bo are or That's number one. Number two is the statement of Rav Hamnuna. Of Rav Hamnuna, that Halokha again, when you say when you say when witnesses come along and say ganafti, right ganafti, um, right when witnesses come along and say that halacha l'maisa, sorry when you're mode to the Kness and you say ganafti, but then but then ultimately sorry when witnesses come along and make you chayiv for theft, but then you admit and mechira. Are you potter for that? Or do we say, uh, Rafa Muna's statement, that Allah an admission that doesn't make you liable anything, ultimately, again, is not a true admission. Whether or not uh, Rafa statement is true, Allah HaLemaysa, and may I ask to be seen tomorrow, Shkoyach.